0: Hello and welcome to my podcast about the Kukuk Spetten polder. I'm Just Engbers and I'm a student from International and Water Management Bachelor in Wageningen University. Um, and in thi- this podcast, uh, I will take it will take about 10 to 15 minutes and you can best listen to it when standing on the edge of the Kukuk Spetten premises on mark number 3 in the Peak Bike Tour app. When you just started the tour, and if you are now at marker number one, you can better skip the f- you can better start the tour first and listen to the pod- podcast at point three. If you want to do the Peak Bike Tour, you will need to install the app Peak for Android or Apple and fill in the field trip code four six four eight. So in this podcast, I will give you some information about the area and its surroundings, and I will talk you through the research I've performed in the last few days. Um, So the area we will be talking about is situated in Friesland in the Netherlands, just north of the city Deelbarden. the Kukuksbetten polder. Um, That's my subject. It's a sub-area of a much larger nature reserve called Grote Wielen. The Kukuksbetten polder is about 13 hectares big and the Grote Wielen has a total surface of about 600 hectares. So it's a small area in the big area of the Grote Wielen. In the Grote Wielen there is a lot of variety in types of nature. On the wa- one hand, you have three small lakes with a, which are used for recreation. There is a duck cage to monitor the duck population, but also some grassland which farmers use to feed their cows. To be precise, the area consists of classified swamp and peat area fields according to the soil profile measurement data I have consulted. And the Kuckuxpetman the polder uh, first has a layer of clay about 20 to 30 centimeters deep, then there is a peat layer of about 30 centimeters, and below that there is sand. The, the question which I have answered is how the uh, water level management works in this area and how do how this is, how this worked out in the dry summer of 2018 and 19, and if there were any problems. I also looked into why it has been chosen for the current water levels, and I looked into the history of the polder and the windmill. So um, the polder uh, In the polder my research focused on a nature area and it is a Natura 2000 area and a bird protection area. The reason why this is at first sight a boring piece of land caught my eye was because of the windmill that waters this polder. This uh, this windmill is called the Ippi Mune and um, that's a Frisian way to say uh, the name of the, the windmill. It was originally constructed in 1858 already, and now is now situated in the north of the polder. The, the mill is able to pump water from the polder to the reapsjacks, canal, or vice versa. A fun fact about this mill is that it can be seen almost every year on the national news, when skating uh, on the natural ice is possible. Um, the ice uh, grows fast here because the water managers ensure there is a very shallow uh, layer of water on the polder, so the ice can freeze easily. The windmill is situated here since it was restored and moved to this boulder in 1981. And before that, it was situated on the other side of the highway, on the Fiversburg Park, where it got neglected after the rod broke in the storm in 1958. So in 1981, it got restored and placed on the uh, place where it is now. Um, Also it was standing here, there, between a lot of trees, so there wasn't a lot of wind, so it couldn't really perform its duty. Um, The windmill currently does not have a vital function and is operated on a voluntarily basis by the miller Surf van which I interviewed. He tries to operate the windmill a few times a week, um, but it is not necessary anymore. Also he is training an 18 year old boy to become the next miller here, Um, and when operating the capacity uh, is of course dependent on the wind and can vary between 1 and 2 cubic meters of water per second um, The water level in the polder is lower than that of the bosom level of the canal and surrounding water, so that this makes it easy to keep the water level high enough in the cuckoo, sweat and polder um, The water authority can simply open or close a gate instead of using the mill so that's also why the mill isn't really necessary anymore Um, And while I'm talking to the miller, I found out something uh, he was not happy about. The nature organization that manages this boulder at Frieske Geer decided that young cattle is allowed on a small plot of land in the boulder. Um, At first sight, this does not look like a very big problem, but as a consequence, the water level has to be lowered in the spring, so the land won't get damaged by the cows. Um, And this lowering of the water uh, level makes the area less attractive for birds than it was odd to protect. Um, The miller tried to address this, but the nature organization had already made a deal with the farmer, Um, so yeah, that's a pity for him. Um, The boulder has a summer and winter level, which is higher in summer and lower in winter, Um, except when when, uh, it, it freezes, then the water level is quite high in the winter. The level in the summer is higher than what you normally see in agricultural lands in Friesland because this is designated as a wet grassland. When you visit the site you can see why the water level is kept so high and probably now you can also see the goose, swans, ducks and meadow birds minding their own business there. The water level in the polder is about half a meter below the water level in the kennel Um, and the kennel water is held at minus 0.52 meters below NAP. So the water level management is ma- mainly focused on creating a nice environment for birds in the breeding season and in the winter the boulder can be used for ice skating by the raising the water level. Additionally I uh, researched if there were any conflicts in the management planned for the Cuckoo's button, apart from the miller who was not happy about the, ma- the, the recent introduction of some young cattle. Uh, the different stakeholders being the Water Authority Better Frieslaw, Friesland, the Nature Organization in Frieske Geer, um, they have the same vision on how to manage the area, so both parties uh, aim to keep the surroundings of the mill free from high vegetation to ensure that this, this iconic landmark is well visible from the roads and to prevent that the mill becomes situated in a windless area. Um, for answering the research question about the water management in the dry summer of 2018 and 2019, I consulted Wetterske Friesland, which is the Water Authority, um, and the nature organization It uh, My research question came to mind when I consulted groundwater data from the polder and in these two summers the groundwater level was a bit lower than in other years. So I was curious uh, if this uh, had any consequences. Um, the Water Authority told me that they did not encounter of, uh, any ma- major issues in these years and that the dry summer did not cause any permanent damage on the land. Um, and the small decline of about 10 to 15 centimeters in the groundwater table can be explained by increased evapotranspiration due to the high temperatures Uh, but it did not cause any uh, damage on the nature. So the final results of my uh, my research were a bit disappointing but I still managed to get to know a lot about this area. Um, It was nice to see how many people are connected to an area that at the first sight looks like a regular piece of land and when you dig deeper, it turns out that there, are, that there are reports of 30 pages that have been written about this area's history and how to manage it. Quite surprising. So this was the part about the research I've performed and how and now I will give you a, a little bit of more information about the surrounding polders. An interesting polder is situated on the other side of the Reapstjergster canal and is um, called surprisingly the Reapstjergster polder. Uh, note that the peak bike door also ends there, uh, so you can see it later yourself if you are uh, really on the side now. Um, this polder is a bit different from the Kukuksbatten polder because there are three farmers active in this area. They use some plots of land uh, in this polder and as grassland to feed their cows and have made agreements with the nature organizations that manage the area. Uh, for example, the water level in the ditches needs to be lower in the Kukuksbatten, uh, in the Riebserksen in the polder, I mean. To prevent that the heavy machinery that the farmers use to mow their grass damages the soil structure. Uh, The lowering of the water level has as a consequence that fewer birds are present. Here you can see that sometimes even nature organizations need to sacrifice uh, the best nature management plan to ensure that enough money comes in to keep the activities of their organization up and running. Because of course uh, the nature organization that owns the land um, gets money from the farmers uh, to uh, let them make use of it. Um, when you have time and are present at the polder now, it's quite worth your while to visit the viewing point at the polder. Um, this viewing point is also in your pre-bike tour. And um, from this viewing point you can almost see the entire repostructure polder and cooking-spreaded polder with its mint mill. And it's a nice way to close off your visit in this nature area. Uh, also, the place of this viewing point is exactly on the edge of the Northern Netherlands Sand Clay Loam Plateau. And uh, Scandinavian boulders are collected and exhibited there. Um, When you are on the viewing point, just look at the ground and you can see uh, the different boulders with their specific names on it. So to come to an end, uh, thank you for listening to this podcast about the Kukukspetten Spaten boulder and the Ipe windmill. Um, And I hope you enjoyed it uh, and you can now finish the remainder of the bike tour. Good luck.